How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Looking Forward Podcast with your host, Derek Sawyer. One of the best around. I know. Don't blame me. Blame everybody else for sucking at what they do. No, I'm just kidding. But today I wanted to talk to you about a few things. Um, One of the things I want to talk about is, or, yeah, I want to talk about the submarine thing that just happened, the submersible. And I also want to talk about the possibilities of why the government is all of a sudden admitting, all of a sudden admitting that aliens are real or that we have craft off-world, that we're made off-world here now. It's just, it's mind-boggling. What are they trying to cover up? Are they actually letting us know the truth? What's the deal there? We're going to dive into these things and try to figure out possibly what's going on. Um, Obviously with my unrational opinions that you all love so much. So let's get started with Mm, the submarine. So the first thing I think we should mention and get into is uh, how much money was each ticket. And um, according to what I'm reading, it says four people in the vessel pilot paid. So even the the pilot of the vessel. So even the pilot had to pay for his own ticket, which is weird. Um, but they had to pay for each ticket around $250,000 or around 195,000 euro. And hope of seeing the Titanic shipwreck. Uh, the Titanic lies about 12,500 feet beneath the Atlantic surface, which is the Atlantic Sea, off the coast of Canada. So we at least know the area it's in. Um, but, you know, why did they need to go back there? What, what were they trying to see exactly? I, I don't know, you know. What could be down there? It's been over 100 years, I think, since it's happened, so... I don't understand the whole reason why they need to go down there. Why can't you just send some kind of um, submersible uh, sub down there that's unmanned by people? Like, I don't understand why they needed to be down there. And I believe James Cameron actually did this when he was making a documentary about the Titanic. So anything that they needed to see could have probably been seen via that documentary. Um, But what else is interesting about it is... um, uh, they lost contact at around, uh, like, the first two hours. And um, right away, you got to think, someone died. Something went wrong. Because why else would you lose contact with something like this? I mean, uh, the more I'm kind of, like, reading something off to the side here, and the more I'm reading about it, it's saying how it wasn't really tested that well before, and it just doesn't really make sense to me how something can be built manufactured and made without being properly tested as someone who comes from a machinist background that just doesn't make sense uh let's see what else we got here um they initially thought the umbilical connection was lost so hmm apparently they had some kind of something uh umbilical connection to me sounds like a cord of some sort connected to the actual vessel itself called the titan and um, it sounds like they believe that they lost the umbilical connection, which is probably the first step in how they lost the location of this thing. Because I'd imagine the umbilical connection to this vessel is what allowed us to locate it in the ocean and also maybe feed it um, you know, oxygen or whatever the case may be. Um, but I can read what it says right here. It says, umbilical connection lost. Parry said the optimistic option is that they lost an umbilical connection with the surface. The vessel is called Titan and notably is a submersible, not a submarine. 
Unlike submarines that leave and return to a port under their own power, submersibles require a ship to launch and recover them. So yeah, it sounds like um, sounds like a possible mishap on the ship's side as well. Wow. So these are the things that you kind of get into once you actually start reading instead of just looking at the headline. Another thing that we believe is a big issue was the communication malfunction and uh, which it reads. So the short... Excerpt reads, contact with the Titan submersible was lost one hour and 45 minutes into the dive on Sunday afternoon in Parry, oh, sorry, Parry wonders, spelled Parry, but it's Parry, Parry wonders if there has been a malfunction and if the submarine is actually still continuing to operate, but obviously out of contact with its mother ship. The vessel uses Elon Musk's Starlink technology to communicate through its under, I'm sorry, though it's unclear if it was the cause of the loss of contact. I don't know if they're going to... Oh, it's unclear if... All right, so then it sounds like the vessel uses Elon Musk's Starlink satellite technology to communicate, though it is unclear if it was the cause of the loss of contact. <clears throat> so they're already trying to put um, other malfunctions, other issues and shit like that on other companies, other technology places that help them. That's crazy. It, they're not taking any responsibility. They're actually looking to place blame in other places. OceanGate tweeted last week, Without any cell towers in the middle of the ocean, we are relying on Starlink to provide communications we require through the year's 2023 Titanic's expedition. So to me, that's not taking accountability. It's saying, without any cell towers in the middle of the ocean, and it's quoted saying that, obviously there's no cell towers in the middle of the ocean. That's fucking ridiculous to even say that. And to even... Even assume that you'd have, oh my God, to even assume you'd have connection going underwater when this isn't something that we've ever usually done. No, we're not, we're not known to go underwater, uh, you know, thousands of feet underwater, use our cell phone to make a call to somebody on land. That's just not how this shit works. I'm, I mean, I'm not a scientist, but it's just not how it works. It's not my fault. I don't understand it. I don't make the shit up, but it's just not how it works. Uh, so there, that alone should have been telling people like, I don't want to be the first person on there, right? Most people don't want to be the first person on anything. I'm just going to keep scrolling down and continue to see this article. So the last thing that they're actually bringing up is, quote-unquote, the worst option, catastrophic failure, they call this. At the end of the scale, Perry said, is that there could have been, quote-unquote, an accident, he continued, it could have become entangled in the wreckage of the Titanic. It could have indeed had a uh, catastrophic failure. He said the seabed is very... What is that? Undiluting? Yeah. He said it's very undiluting and the Titanic ship lies in a trench, so there's lots of debris around. He's confused. He's continued. I think he's confused as to, like, as he's asked... As they're asking him these questions, he's got to be like scratching his head. Why the fuck did I do this? Why, why didn't I have something else go down there first? Why didn't I just make it a submersible AI? So trying to differentiate with sonar in particular and trying to get the target area you want to see in the search with other submersibles is going to be very difficult indeed. So what he's talking about is the way a sonar system works. So the way a sonar system works is it sends a wave of sound right out underwater and it pings back um, the vibrations that it records uh, to a screen back to you so you can kind of get the lay of the land. So picture, um, you know, 
you drop a you drop a pebble in a pond and you see the ripples well that ripple effect that you see ripple out when the waves bounce back to its original point of origin it paints a picture on the monitors of what the surrounding area looks like and what he's saying is because it was in a trench you got a picture like a v at the bottom of the v you have various things sticking out of the bottom of the trench uh overhangs of a cliff like he said debris the titanic itself so they couldn't actually pinpoint this thing so even if they were able to get to uh get its location a general location of where they lost it, they wouldn't have been able to actually pinpoint it because there would have been too much things surrounding it to say for sure that this is where it is. And when you are, uh, what did I say, two miles, yeah, two miles beneath the sea, the amount of force and pressure that's being put on the ship itself is uh, amazingly tremendous and so, so easy to just get squished if one thing is, one speck is out of tolerance. So to me, after reading this, just a little bit of it. It seems to me just negligence. Um, it seems to me that this could have been avoided. But it doesn't seem funny to me. I sign online. I see a lot of people joking. A lot of people making fucked up memes. And I get everyone, you know, deals with their humor or whatever it is. They're, uh, it's, not, it's not dealing with humor. They're, they're processing something differently than most people. So their grief process is different. But I find it interesting that most people are making fun of everybody who are, who died on, on this uh, submersible cruise ship thing. Not, I guess you wouldn't really call it a cruise ship, but on the submersible. Now, why is this funny? Everyone's saying it's funny because it could have been avoided. They were rich. They were stupid. You know, they deserved it. All this is coming from jealousy, right? Just because someone's rich or has money doesn't mean they deserve to be fucking murdered, right? It doesn't mean that uh, they deserve to die because they have more money than you. To put things into perspective, people who have millions and billions of dollars, they die doing crazy shit. It's because they have the money to do the crazy shit, okay? People in the middle class die of drug overdoses, right? That's just what happens because people in the middle class and lower class can only, the best thing they can afford to escape is drugs. If the middle class could have afforded to get on that submarine, submersible thing, trust me, a lot of you would have gone. So don't try to act like you're better than someone else. Don't try to act like you're smarter than someone else. And definitely don't think that someone deserves to die just because they were born into money. That comes from a place of jealousy. You're just jealous that you don't have what they have. And instead of being jealous, you should probably work on your life and do something to get in the position that they're in. Or to put yourself in a position that when you have kids, you can allow them to have a good life. Um, I'm pretty disgusted by all these people that find this funny. I, I don't see the humor in it at all. Someone lost a father, a son, family members, you know. Someone lost possibly a mom. Like, it's just, it's so crazy to me that people will justify this as they deserved it because they had money. That's just so ridiculous. I would argue you all deserve to die, every single one of you that are doing drugs that have been killing like if you're doing cocaine and you know fentanyl has killed your friend i would argue that that's funnier than the guy who died on the submarine the guy who died on the submarine was doing something they found interesting something that they loved something that they enjoyed to whereas most of your friends died um being scumbags so yeah i don't really find it funny that the submersible guys died but i find it hilarious that all your friends overdose <laughs> 
I actually do find that genuinely funny because it's a stupid fucking thing to do. And you can say the submersible was a stupid fucking thing to do, but it's an ex it's an exploratory thing. It's adventurous. It's fun. It's exciting, right? You're going to die doing something you love. To whereas you're just going to like overdose drool on yourself and fucking die pathetically in the road where your friends leave you on the side of the road, which we have seen done already multiple times when that cop show came around Rhode Island. So just like to wrap that portion of it up with, you know, this shit ain't funny. It ain't a joke. It's not cool to make memes about people dying regardless of the situation or circumstance. Because if I did the same thing to your friends, you would all be in an uproar. You would all cry. You would all want to kill me. La -da 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 -da. It's just bullshit. And you guys are just uh, virtue signaling to everybody else on the computer. You just want to be liked by everybody. You just want everyone to see I'm with you, right? I agree with you. I can't think for myself. That's most of you. And it's sad. So I hope some of you can change it around. But let's switch gears and get into a little bit of alien talk. But before we move on to the next subject, I would just like to point out that OceanGate claimed on its website as of 2023 that Titan was designed and engineered by OceanGate Incorporated in collaboration with experts from NASA, Boeing, and the University of Washington. So how this failed is beyond me. I would like to mention one of the other theories about what possibly happened, and that's these people supposedly faking their deaths to collect an insane insurance policy to collect the money i don't believe that um granted we'll never get bodies because um you know two miles underneath the ocean you're gonna get crushed like a coke can you're like they're probably at the size of a coke can right now so we'll never get the bodies back and we'll never know if they actually fake their death so i just want to point that out that is one of the theories that people are running with that they fake their death and that um, they just wanted to collect the insurance money. But to me, that doesn't make sense. If you have $250,000 to spend on the ticket to go to the bottom of Mariana, the Mariana Trench, just because, then you probably don't need the insurance money. I think that's safe to say. So I would say on this one, let's stay away from the theories or the conspiracy theories, because that's most likely not true. I want to just stick with the facts. And the facts are that there were some specification issues that... Once they got down, probably couldn't handle the amount of pressure that was speculated to have to be at two uh, miles underneath the ocean. And I think we've just seen something kind of fail here. And you're just seeing what happens when, when a product that you make doesn't meet safety standards. This is what happens. So I just want to point that out before we move on. So let's move on to the alien talk and figure out why they're releasing all this information. Or possibly what they're trying to to just to, to distract us from. Well, let's just jump right into this alien conspiracy stuff because there really is no way to jump into it, right? If anyone's here from last from last year, you would see that when I was talking about it, I would mention how the government doesn't want to bring anything up. They they want to keep everything quiet and um, they just want to keep us out of the loop. And I've always told people, you know, you need to ask questions. You need to you need to question everything. You can't just take everything at face value because you don't know someone's motives or intentions. But what are their motives and, and intentions? And why would they, out of nowhere, just admit, like, hey, guys, uh, we lied to you this whole time. Roswell is real. We have the gimbal video. We have the Tic Tac footage to show you. And they've released it to us. And they've admitted while releasing it to us that these aren't our 
these aren't our crafts and we do not have the technology to make something like this. That's not even getting into the G-Force. Like, and for the people who have seen the gimbal or the Tic Tac video, when I talk about G-Force, um, gra gravitational force of the human body, um, the G-Forces it would take to make the certain maneuvers that these crafts make, it would be, by science uh, standards, impossible for any physical being to be inside unless they have a technology that can control the gravity around the ship. Um, so that's a that will be saved for a different day and a different conversation about their possible technologies. Um, but right now we just want to talk about uh, why are they coming here and um, maybe where life where it could be coming from this life and maybe like what's the reason behind letting us know it's real so i found this article today um it says alien life may be possible even at the milky way's edge so the milky way is a galaxy in our solar system it's actually the galaxy that we're located in that's where earth is in the milky way system and all the stars we see at night are from the milky way galaxy solar system okay that's pretty simple so if we were from the andromeda galaxy we would be the from the andromeda galaxy we would be seeing the stars from the andromeda galaxy but because we are in the milky way we see the star constellations from the milky way so yeah anyway let's get into this article all right so apparently finding phosphorus far from the galaxy's center expands the galaxy's habitable zone and let's get into that what does that mean According to, the, to this article, the discovery of phosphorus in a cloud at the edge of the Milky Way has extended the region in our galaxy where life might be found. Phosphorus is one of six essential elements for life on Earth, along with nitrogen, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and sulfur. Until now, it had only been one of these elements missing from the farthest reaches of our galaxy. Finding phosphorus that far out could extend the galaxy's habitable zone out from its center by roughly 22,000 light years. Now let's stop right there. Again, a light year, what is that? Let's define it. A light year is the distance light travels in one year, and light travels at 186,000 miles per second, okay? So just imagine how big 22,000 light years is. It's unimaginable. It's truly unimaginable, okay? That's that's nice to know about, but let's continue. So 22,000 light years, uh, researchers reported June 8th at a meeting of the American Astronomical Society in Albuquerque that in turn could motivate astronomers to look in the hinterlands of the Milky Way for planets and any life they might harbor. Now, I don't really enjoy the way that reads because that tells me that um, astronomers are only looking um, in certain areas that have certain criteria uh, filled out or checked off. And I don't like that because to go by the criteria of what we go by is the criteria it takes for a human to be developed in a, in a solar system. And I think that's probably the wrong way to look for aliens because I don't believe that we can use a human experience to look for an alien experience. So I think that we're going to need to change what we look for when we're looking for life on other planets. That's just my personal opinion, though. I feel like it's kind of selfish to only look for the things that made us on other planets and not look for other possibilities or combinations of elements and shit um, that could possibly create a different type of life form. But let's get back to the article. Um, anyway, so 
Yeah, they might. How about, okay. Um, the team pointed two radio telescopes at a cool, dusty gas cloud at the edge of the galaxy. The cloud is a frigid minus 248 degrees Celsius, a mere 25 degrees above absolute zero. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know absolute zero. I'll have to look that up. It sits about 74,000 light years from the galactic center, nearly triple the distance the distance Earth is from the Milky Way's galaxy's core. Huh. Okay. And it has signatures of phosphorus monoxide and phosphorus monotride. Uh, what's it say? Astrochemist Leela Kolomei said at the meeting, looking for phosphorus and that distant cloud was a long shot, says astrochemist Lucy Zurus. Uh, Cole Mace collaborator at the University of Arizona in Tuscan. You can guys tell I have tremendous reading skills. This element is produced only in supernovas, which is a, a star big enough to explode. But there's not a lot of material in our outer Milky Way galaxy, so it's hard to build stars as big enough to end their lives in a massive element spewing explosion, which is a supernova. Beyond 49,000 light years from the galaxy center, there is only one supernova remnant known, Zero says. Um, let's see, let's see, do this. Let's see if I can just get through this thing quick. One way, phosphorus. Okay, so one way phosphorus could have ended up in the outer galaxies through a supernova closer to the center that launched a galactic fountain, Zara says. A supernova explodes, the material gets thrown out of the galactic plane and settles back down at the galactic edge. The material would be very diluted there, but if there are any different supernovae going off, that's how it's spelled, supernovae, going off, they're going to keep polluting the outer galaxy, she says. The direction of the phosphorus-bearing molecule seems clear and compelling, says Francisco Fontini, an astrophysicist at the Italian Institute for Astrophysics in Florence, who is not involved in the study. He has observed some of the other essential elements for life in the outer galaxy, but never phosphorus. So this is a relatively new um, discovery. And from what I'm taking from this is that there's building blocks of life, like they said, they mentioned six, I had mentioned before. And in order for them to spend the time and the money to look at a certain area, they need to have all six um, elements, sorry, all six elements present in order for them to wanna start looking. And what they're noticing now is that on the outer edges of the Milky Way galaxy, further out than where we normally are looking, we're actually finding all six ingredients. So we're finding the more possibilities for life the further out we look, which is pretty interesting. And what it's showing, uh, this picture that it's showing is actually the Milky Way galaxy from a top-down view with the yellow dot, which is where Earth would be um, located. And then it has a big white ring around the Milky Way galaxy itself, which I'd imagine is going to encase the new um, area of, of life that they can search in, which is pretty interesting in, in itself. Um, but, I mean, why are they all of a sudden letting us know about this? I don't get it. Um, is there life in the Milky Way galaxy? I believe so. I believe there's life in every galaxy. There's unlimited amount of galaxies out there unlimited they couldn't count them all but what if each galaxy is only capable of creating intelligent life once that would mean that our solar system 
so the solar systems in this galaxy, right? so a galaxy has X amount of solar systems in it, and um, a galaxy is, is, is encompassing our universe, right? So our universe is inside of one galaxy, and inside this one galaxy, right, are solar systems. So either a galaxy, each Milky Way, like there's a Milky Way in galaxy, there's an Andromeda galaxy, so either it's the Milky Way galaxy can produce hundreds of thousands of different types of alien life forms, or it can only produce one. And the Andromeda galaxy, same thing, hundreds of thousands, or it only produces one. And then with all these other billions of galaxies out there, you end up with billions of different types of species of aliens. So these are possibilities of things that could happen, because we know what the building blocks of life are for our galaxy, but we don't know what the building blocks of life would be for another galaxy. We don't know these things. And in order to, to find these things out, the government is going to have to be more transparent and they're going to have to give us more information so that we can study these things. If they really do have, um, like they claim in, in Roswell, New Mexico, they have a downed alien spacecraft, right? And they have downed aliens, dead aliens in them. Because when you find a downed spacecraft, you find dead pilots. And if we do have them, we need to study their anatomy. We need to figure out what their building blocks of life are so that we have different views and different ways to explore the universe and galaxy different ways to look for for intelligent life out there you know there's just it's just a hole that is never ending and that i think no matter how much information our government gives us it'll never be enough we're never gonna know until one day an alien just comes down and lands in our backyard so apparently they look for a thought they, they've just been doing a lot more research in the Milky Way galaxy. I just found this article interesting because I feel like I feel like they're just letting us know little bit by little bit, like, hey, you know, it is possible. Because before they were saying life is only possible in our Goldilocks zone, and now they're claiming that life can be possible anywhere, which most people already knew that. I think they're finally admitting it because they're getting ready to roll out the aliens. They're getting ready to admit that we've been in contact, that we have... Tech, we have derived technologies from things that they've given us. So I hope that just gives you something to think about. Um, I'm going to go take care of my dog right now because she's crying. I feel bad. So I'm going to have to cut this one short. But the next one we get into, well, you know, relax, girl. I'm almost done. The next one we get into, we're going to talk about um, possibly where aliens are coming from, what they might want, and possibly why the government is hiding everything. So tune back in for next episode of Looking Forward Podcast with your host, Derek, and I appreciate your time. Please hit the like button, share, subscribe, whatever the case may be, and have a great day.